0: Welcome, everyone, to the 21st episode of the Genuine Men's Chat Zoom Live. We have an amazing guest today that I'm super excited to end the year with and start a new one with, hopefully. Um, Before we jump in, let me talk about what the Genuine Men movement is all about. So the Genuine Men movement, it consists of a show, a podcast, a workshop, and monthly Zoom lives, such as this one that express the often unheard honest views of men from various backgrounds, cultures, religions, and life experiences. It's also a rare opportunity for men to have a platform to express their views, their thoughts, their perceptions, their obstacles in life with other men on topics that impact them, their families, their communities, and society as a whole. It's also an unfiltered and unadulterated way to look at life from a man's perspective. I'm Raham. I'm your host and a Genuine Men's Coach. And this, as I mentioned, is the 21st episode of our Genuine Men's Chat Zoom Live entitled, is it the red pill, the blue pill, or was it the green one? Which color is yours? With that, I'd like to warmly welcome our guest speaker, Martin Elther. Welcome, Martin.
1: Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure and an honor.
0: Uh, The pleasure and honor is all mine, to be honest. We have so much in store for you guys. So let me tell you a little bit more about Martin. Martin is Europe's first uh, self-transformation expert. And that's absolutely true. For 20 years, he's helped people with self-transformation code, overcoming their fears, break through their blockages in an easy and sustainable way while closing the gap between where they were and where they really want to be. So if that's not enticing enough, Martin brought 92% of clients from companies into management or executive positions. He's also um, had 70% of couples who wanted to end the relationship, find their way back into fulfilling relationships. And in the corporate world, Martin founded and built nine companies. As if that's not enough, his clients include self-employed and employee uh, individuals, Hollywood actors, he's going to have to tell us about that. Athletes, doctors, therapists, and entrepreneurs. Welcome, Martin. We're glad to have you aboard.
1: Thank you again. It's so interesting um, how it sounds to be introduced because i just a normal man doing, helping people out there. And it sounds so impressive. I, I must impress myself hearing how you introduce. Rightfully
0: so. So let's impress our guests as well, because um, you are a force to be reckoned with, I must say. Um, and I'm very pleased to, to have a colleague of mine, such as yourself, uh, part of the show. Um, let's start from the very beginning. What got you involved in... You know uh, this kind of work, and what is this kind of work? I know you did an amazing promo, um, but for the viewers that haven't seen it, let's give them a little bit of background. Or okay. love, prefer.
1: Okay, um, actually, it started everything uh, in that day when I was with my that time wife at the hospital with our two year, two and a half years son, and we were waiting for the doctors to come back to tell us what is wrong with him, and we were waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting <laughs> and waiting. And I realized, whoa, that seems to be serious. But I was already that time a positive thinker. So I said, oh, come on, they're just busy. They just have enough others to serve, etc." And then the door finally opened and in came a regiment of five doctors. And then I knew, oh, oh, that's going to be tough. And it was so. Um, the, the chief of all said to me, listen, We don't know if your son is going to turn 20. And that was the moment where the ground opened and I came into absolute free fall. That time I had no knowledge about real what I'm doing today. That time I was an actor. I just uh, converted actually to a jeweler and um, had built up my jewelry business. And um, yeah, there I was in the free fall and I was falling and I was fighting with God, with myself, being not a good enough husband, not being good enough father. Um, Why us, why our son, why, why, why? And one day I touched then ground. And when you touch ground, it's like a first release because you feel again ground under your feet, right? And there the sky, it was like the sky opens because I started to understand I have to say yes to death. And by doing so, and by really from the deepest heart saying yes to death, I was suddenly able to say yes to life equally. And by having this connection in me between death and life and having these powerful topics inside myself, I suddenly realized, now everything is clear. Now it's clear why it happened to him with us, because we are the only ones who can really care of it. We are the only ones who can really help him to get through this, what he has to go through, whatever it will be. And so I started, of course, to become very curious, because there I realized that has a lot to do with psychology, right? <laughs> so I said, okay, I guess I have to study about it. So I started applied to psychology and um, took my courses and this and that. And then I realized I have to help people with that knowledge I have. I have to help them. I have to, I have to do that as a job. I have to do that as a, as a profession. I have to do that as, a, as an entrepreneur, as everything. And I opened that to my that time wife. And she said, listen, um, we just... Built up the jewelry business. We have now this severe situation with our son and you wanna start something new, are you nuts? And I said, yes, I am, but nuts in love with what I have to do. And I have to do it because it's my calling. And she said, you can tell me whatever you want. You can tell me it's calling. You can tell me even God asked you to do it. I cannot follow you. Mm -hmm. And I said, Okay, what does this mean? She says, look, if you go that that road down, then I want a divorce. And I said, okay, um, although I have to do it. And I decided for it. So you can imagine a few months later, the house was empty and um, wife was ex-wife and son was gone with her. And I came back in this empty house. And I don't know if you know that feeling when you come into a place where it only radiates emptiness. That was that moment. And I came into it and came to the living room and sat down there and at the table and I just had to cry. I had just to cry. But then, while crying, I remembered a sentence of a very good friend from the past who was a healer. And she said to me, listen, everybody creates his reality, consciously or unconsciously, but everybody does it. And this sentence, and combined with everything I have studied and learned, all the teachings I got already, and I, I took them like a sponge, right? And all this together suddenly made to, started to make sense. And I started to feel, oh, there is something behind it. And it was like looking through a curtain And seeing suddenly systems and techniques, and I took a paper and a pen, and I started to write down, write down, write down, write down. I even got, again, some more paper to write down. And after about two, three hours, I had in my hand the basic, what I call nowadays, the self-transformation code. And, of course, I was curious then to apply that to my clients. I had already the one or the other, right? And I started to apply it, and it was amazing how fast they could transform. So what was for me new with this, the techniques and systems, they were similar to proven systems. We know already on this planet, like constellation work, NLP, et cetera, all these things, but this specific combination, they gave it a thrill. They gave it a speed that I realized, wow, I can suddenly transform things within no time. It normally took me maybe half a year to a year. And when I say no time, I talk about three months, like 12 sessions. So. That was for me a tremendous um, cool impact to help people, right? And so I started to work with that and I worked um, over the last 20 years now, um, for 20 years with, um, I would say about 5,800 one-on-ones, (laughs) hopla, with about 5,880 one on one-on-one sessions and fine-tuned the self-transformation code. So I would say that is um, in a, nutshell or a bit a longer nutshell, um, the story how everything started.
0: It's amazing how we have to go through challenges, oftentimes, and struggles, pitfalls, um, where we have to look at our deep core values, in order to see where and what we want to do in life. And as you were profoundly moved by your calling, sometimes those around us don't follow. And it's very brave and quite courageous, I must say, to follow a calling despite the role of leadership you were leading in a family that was your calling at the time. And that takes clarity of vision. That takes the ability to listen internally to that pull that we all have um, to trust your instincts and a lot of other qualities that you beautifully possess and articulated, Martin. And for our listeners today, Just having a child with medical challenges is enough to silence that intuition, to silence that voice, to silence the calling. How did you get over that? How did you clear the path to be able to hear the calling?
1: Yeah. I mean, of course, I just told the story what happened but of course in the background there were people helping me. I mean you can imagine when you are in the free fall you're in the free fall and either you have a parachute or you have somebody who has a parachute and is skydiving and jumping after you Mm -hmm. or you have a parachute but you don't know where to pull the line and somebody's coming close and helps you to pull the line and I guess for me it was a bit like one meter before ground, before I touched ground and smashed to the ground, somebody pulled the line, um, metaphorically spoken, because in, in reality that would not work because <laughs> I would hold those smash. But it was really not a smashing on the ground, it was really landing. And when you have this certainty, this certainty of "Now I know why it happened," and this certainty, "Now I know why I'm here. First of all, to serve my son. When you have this clarity, then everything falls off.
0: Yeah,
1: It's like nothing is holding you back anymore. It's like everything that seemed important is not any more important. Everything that seemed unimportant starts to become very important. Yeah. And it was like, it was like, now it's clear. And I didn't even have to ask what is now my next step? It was just, I had to do it. It's like, I mean, I could, I could even say it was like being driven by something, but I knew I'm the only driver in my car, which is my body. So it was me, but um, I was just driven. It was, it was very clear, I have to do it. And I guess when you find your calling, then it's just driving you. There is nothing anymore to ask. There's nothing anymore to, to think about. Then it's nothing anymore, then it's just clear. But you need to know that it's your calling.
0: Yeah. So how do you know that?
1: And I guess the question you, I guess the question you ask is, how did you know that it's your calling? And I can only ex- describe it how it felt for me and how I interpreted it. It was my interpretation, because as we know, reality is reality all the time. Yeah. But um, we can only interpret the reality. So it is every time a second reality it's not the real reality behind all realities because we can only interpret and often we interpret-, interpret also the interpretation so it's already a second reality but in in fact i had this clear interpretation of it because it was clear for me look i have here the situation with my son it was about death and life it was about it was about how to support my son to have the most amazing life however long it will take so for me it was clear it has to do with my calling because otherwise it would not have happened in that impactful way to me. I mean, I was, I was actor before. I was traveling throughout Europe and was doing here and there, my, my stagings, etc., having comedies, having, having um, characters in, in, in musicals, etc. And I had a lot of fun with it, decided to create a family. So I left that part and I built a jewelry business. I mean, a total different story, but I was very connected to stones. That is, that mm-hmm. there was the connection, why a jewelry business, but I mean, I left all that to build a family and then life tells me what called family is in danger now. Yeah. And I guess that's a, a very typical male reaction also. You want immediately protect it right? Even if you're in the free fall, you want to protect it. You want mm-hmm. to make it happen that you can protect it because that is also kind of the understanding of a male existence. I want to give protection. I want to give shelter. I want to, I want to be the, the bread giver. I, I, want to be, I want to be the maker. I want to be the hero. I want, you know, all these aspects and they were suddenly requested like, can you? First question. Second question, are you? Yeah. And if you're in the free fall, you are not. (laughs) Definitely not, I tell you. I mean, that's, you're not. Luckily, I had really good, good support there. So I could really land on the ground. And then it was clear. And how it felt, I can only say how it felt. I felt it in my whole body. My whole body was full electric, full of power, I felt like I'm radiating like Chernobyl. Um, I I had a feeling like I could could change the world with one snip of my finger. And this feeling I had within me, and that was for me then very clear, that is a calling.
0: Undeniable, yeah.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes.
0: So let's take it one level deeper, if you will. So being challenged as the protector of your son and of your family and free falling because of the challenge that you are facing, especially with the potential loss of this family that you had created and nurtured and wanted to uh, establish uh, a solid foundation with moving forward. How did you ask for support because many of our viewers are challenged in many different ways to speak up and articulate. I am not okay. I'm needing support, but the words are challenging. How did you do it?
1: Okay, there I can say, thanks Lord, Um, I was an actor. And as an actor, the first thing you learn, you need a director sitting in the room helping you to find your pathway with your character. So that was a, that was a gift I had to take this challenge. And I believe, deeply believe that everyone who faces challenges only gets them because he's able to face them. So that was my gift that I had already the clear understanding. If something is not going the way I want, if I feel a way I don't want, I have to ask for help. Yeah. If somebody is now listening and has not that gift of, of this understanding or not yet that gift of, of the self-understanding to ask for help, not even being able maybe to feel that maybe there might be something wrong because it feels just pressing, but that is something I know already the the whole time of my life. Um, So why I should feel that there is something wrong, for example. Um, I would say for everybody who has no clear understanding if what he feels is truly a released feeling or a tent feeling, might be good, just lean back a moment and tries to feel as if it would be like shortly before you fall asleep or shortly after you wake up. And then to get in that comparison, if you don't have an idea, then maybe fall asleep and feel how it feels and wake up and feel how it feels and then feel the difference Mm -hmm. between after waking up And then after the first thoughts started to tune in because between waking up and the first thoughts tuning in, something happens with your body. Your body starts to condition to the position you will go through the whole day. So if that is a difference between waking up and after the first um, thoughts tuned in, then there might be something that challenges you.
0: Hmm. What a beautiful way to, check, to test it and to, to, to check and see if there is that disparity in how we perceive ourselves and how our body is warning us. Um, very, very interesting. Um, I'm gonna speak up and say questions that m- might come up for my viewers why before you go to sleep or why after you wake up? What's so specific about that time? If you can share that with us. Why I mean, are we so vulnerable you, at that
1: time? When you fall asleep, you come in this phase shortly before you drop into the REM phase, means the dreaming phase. And then you go in the deep sleep modes, et cetera, that we didn't, don't need to elaborate. But in that moment, shortly before you fall in that REM state, Everything of your existence, and I mean of your reality existence you consider to be reality, um, everything relaxes for that moment. Means everything which is intention or in a even malfunction maybe relaxes for a moment. And then you go through the process of elaboration through your dream states and sleep states and your brain starts to recover a lot of things and starts to do a big job for you. And when you wake up, you are again in such a phase because you come out of the REM phase. I mean, sometimes it happens that you come directly from the deep sleep phase to wake up. That is why you say, I didn't have a dream last night. That means you didn't remember because you came from a deep sleep state. So when you wake up from the REM state, then you remember the dream. If you wake from the deep sleep, you don't. So, but from both states, when you wake up, you are in that short moment where the daily reality thoughts have not yet taken over. So that is actually when you are in a natural, genuine state of who you truly are. And when there is a difference between these two things, then something in this reality is wrong. <laughs> then something is bothering. Then there is something that is actually asking for to be solved. Yeah. So that is why before sleeping and after waking up.
0: So it, being that the holiday season is right around the corner and, and many, many people have ended marriages or are in the process of ending marriages, I know going to an empty home with memories is something that many of our viewers might experience. What advice do you have for them around that? How to, how to start anew, how to create fresh?
1: We have here two things. We have those who come home who have to accept that it's part of their decisions. And we have those who come home who have first to get a feeling for that they were also part of the decision. (laughs) means they feel like the victim of the situation. And um, maybe they might now think, what means here? Feel like I am the victim. Yes, you are, because you feel like that. That's your reality. That's okay. So if you feel like a victim, you feel like a victim, that is okay to feel like a victim. That's okay. I mean, also to accept, to feel like a victim, not many men have there the easy way to do so. So if you feel that actually good because you're on a way of process. Um, But we have these two circumstances, the circumstance from the one who knows, yes, I'm part of this decision. um, And I also wanted actually to divorce and then it's a different story because then you just have, first of all, just to accept your decision. Yeah. And that is something many people struggle with. They take decisions, but then to carry out the consequences of their decisions, that's a totally different story. Absolutely. So that is something that really helps when you can just say, okay, I accept my decisions and I accept the consequences. And everywhere where is something going away, it builds space for something new coming in.
0: Beautiful, absolutely. And this
1: this picture to take and to carry into an empty room fills the room already with a new picture. Now for the other one, the other one who comes home and sees himself actually only as victim. She left me, she cheated on me. Um, I want actually even to have still the relationship with her or I just want to, st- stick together, I want to manage it somehow, um, there the decision was a bit earlier.
0: Because yeah. Yes,
1: because one thing I have learned over these 20 years, no couple is going to separate, if not somewhere, somehow, both have taken action to move down that road. So for those who come home at the moment feeling really victimized and feeling like, I have not decided anything, the whole life has decided for me and I'm now here alone and I feel really alone and pity for myself, which is okay. And to move on means to figure out, okay, where was actually the point I decided to do things that were not helping towards coming together? Where were actually the moments I decided also to step out?
0: Yeah.
1: and interestingly when I ask clients that question so sometimes couples are coming to me asking hey um, we don't even know how it came but now we are here at the end of the rope and I say wait when have you taken the decision and when have you taken decision first there is quietness then the eyes become very big and then comes like pale face often <gasps> the realization there almost all the time they could find the moment when they decided to take their pathway down the road and that's a very healing moment so for those who come as a victim home try to remember when you started to to decide to go down the road that way and that will heal you for the moment the rest will come then later with help
0: Absolutely. Thank you. Um, Excellent advice, especially uh, that the the aspect of recognizing our role in the decision-making process is invaluable because then we can own part part of the responsibility or the whole responsibility, depending on the situation, and create healing from that. But without knowing what our role was and the impact of our decision-making, healing often evades us. So that's, that's a very powerful point, thank you. From there, let's jump right into the self-transformation code because I'm eager to hear more about it and I'm sure um, our, our viewers are too. So tell us a little bit more about what this self-transformation code is and, and, and how powerful it sounds to have been for your clients.
1: Okay, so the first intention for, of the self-transformation code is that you are able to transform yourself that's why self-transformation code Um, that's the first thing because i was thinking a long time how i will name it this method we've created and um, i came to the point i want that people have the possibility and the power to transform themselves with techniques with rituals with systems embodied in this method and um, that is the aim, and that is the claim, and that is the reality of the self-transformation code. And um, now what is it? We, let's start with a very simple basic. It's actually cracking the code, untangling your life map, and manifesting your genius.
0: Beautiful. Let's break them down.
1: I will, um, because I have to mention the fourth step, which is then tapping into spiritual consciousness, because that makes the whole thing around. Okay. But the first three steps, these are the major steps. These are the most important ones. I see that they have the the strongest impact in transformation for people. And of course, the spiritual part as well. But that is not everybody's gusto. And that is not everybody's path as well. And that's fine. Because not everybody has to go that way. And not everybody has to live that way. But there are many, they do. And so it's very important that it's also embodied into it. So, crack the code, what does this mean? I, everybody had, or for sure, everybody who listens, and you also, Reham, you had, off, and I had it also, situations where you said, ah, how I did it that, mm, I will not do it that way anymore. Next time, when I come to such a situation, I do it differently, and I plan it how? I make a very clear picture how. I put everything in place to make sure that I can do it how I've planned it. Then you come into the situation and you do it again like the old time before. What happened here? Here is something that I call imprints that is coming in place. Imprints are those things, they are actually stored in our brainstem. They are built between zero and seven years old. All the perceptions, all the Um, all the situations you you experience, all the experiences, everything that you see as tools from your influencing environment starts to store without measuring. It just copy-pasted to the brainstem. And the brainstem is the, let's say the ancient part, we still have the the reptile brain. That is maybe the name you know. Um, Those who listen, you know also the brainstem, of course, Reham. But... um, This part is actually only for one thing to help us survive. Mm. So, actually, it can only set on or be set off. And it does actually the the main important four things for us either we run away, we flee. So, it's actually the four F's, right? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Flight, fight, freeze and reproduce.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, it's, it, I come later to that reproduction part okay. because it's it's also <laughs> here in the brainstem. Absolutely. But <laughs> it, it takes a bit the romantic out of, of the love of relation, but um, it's also important to know. But anyhow, um, so the fight, flight, freeze, these are the, the important reactions. And these reactions are then built around all the patterns you see from the influencing environment between zero and seven years old. Yeah. Because your brain is in the teta waves, which means um, it's like just taking in, taking in, taking in. It's really a copy paste without any judgment, without any measuring, without anything. It just takes it in for granted. That's the right way. Got it. And that is why you see also sometimes I see it here when I I travel sometimes by train and I see mothers coming into the train, very stressed. The child is doing crazy and suddenly the slap flies. Mm. In that second, you hear the clap of the slap. You see the face of the mother, (gasps) what have I done? Mm. And then you realize, huh, that happened to you when you were between zero and seven. So that is one of these imprints, just to give an example, how powerful an imprint can work. Yeah, It just remote controls you in that moment when you come into the survival mode.
0: Yeah,
1: Means when the brainstem shoots in and says, I'm on. And why you cannot anymore Um, use all the plans you have prepared so beautifully in front of you how you're going to react because the brainstem has a function that is a hormone cocktail it can shoot out and that paralyzes the frontal cortex the frontal cortex is the part which is important to make decisions visions plans, etc. So you have wonderfully stored your plan here in the frontal cortex and the brainstem says, you're in danger now, boom, frontal cortex set off and you're gonna react like before. You're gonna react as you have learned and imprinted by the time between zero and seven. So this is cracking the code means going there, understanding which are the major imprints that are holding you back from having success, from having whatever you want in life be it privately or in business, doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're going to crack that code and you're going to transform that code with the specific techniques according to what was the imprint. Yeah. So that is cracking the code. If you have done that, then you think, ha, I'm done. No. no.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Unfortunately not. Because then comes untangling your life map. Because yeah. there, what is meant with that? The untangling the life map You are, as a member of the family, you are connected on a subconscious level to the complete family story. And you are connected through different levels. On one side, you are connected through the epigenetics, the genetical coding, and you are connected on a morphic genetic field, which is like the conscious of the family. Sounds a bit spiritual, but is um, very real.
0: <laughs> As in the collective consciousness of the family.
1: Exactly. It's, okay. it's the collective consciousness of the family where all the thoughts, all the, all the um, stories that happened are somehow in it, stored. And Which- you have subconscious access to that.
0: So it would be equal to, if I were to give a metaphor, to a server that has all of the memories and everybody in the family taps into it.
1: I would say even, um, it's a wonderful, a wonderful example. I would say it's your OneDrive of the family. Even better. Okay. It's the OneDrive. The server is the whole thing that contains all the different OneDrive accesses, but you have access to your specific OneDrive, which is the family OneDrive. And there you download all the information. Perfect. So, and we are built like that. We get the gift of life, which is the highest gift you can get. Yeah. And we get this gift of life from our parents, right? They create us, they have some fun with it, normally.
0: Or deliver us, depending on how you want to view it. And then After they deliver delivery.
1: us at the end, <laughs> exactly. So, so, we are here thankful and grateful for that gift of life. Yeah. And if we download now that in the system there, somewhere is something that went wrong, we have such a deep bond to our family that we want to balance it.
0: Yeah.
1: And then we start to overtake what happened there in order to solve it. Mm. So what does now happening now happens the following. Let's take this pen. Let's say this pen is something I take over as a family member. And now I try to solve it. Why I can't solve it. because it's not mine. I don't even know how to open that pen because it's not my pen. It's not my story. But I've taken it in order to solve it. So I can't solve it. But by overtaking it, I'm going to live the circumstances of the situation.
0: So give us an example so we can uh, tangibly uh, experience it.
1: Let's take the following story, which is one of, I guess, the most told story around this topic. Um, there was a an, an young man and he had a bit, had made some, some research in the family story. And he figured out that every time around Christmas, the, the youngest son of the family um, in the age of 24, shot himself. Okay. Already since, three generations So he was in the fourth generation and he was the elder brother and his younger brother was around that Christmas turning guess what he was 24 so it was would have been his time and he was a bit afraid and he heard about this systemic entanglements and so and he he asked there a group leader who who made the, the therapeutic, um, processes was asking could it be that my brother is in danger and he said listen we can evaluate that and there are possibilities to evaluate that and they did and he said yes your brother is in danger he said okay he went home and he was talking to his brother and said listen I'm really deeply worried about you and your life because um, and he told him the story and his brother was looking at him and became pale and he said you know what Just a few days ago, I went to buy a gun and I don't even know why. Mm. He had no clue because he didn't know about that story. He didn't know about what was happening in the family. He was not conscious about that. So although he was not conscious, he was already on the path. He bought his gun and he didn't even know why because he was not really interested in guns. He just bought it because he thought he has to. So they went to dissolve that and then he could sell his gun again, and it was not anymore happening. So the one who died as last in the generation before was the last one in that family. So that is how systemic entanglement can work. That's a very dramatic story, but it shows very clear how powerful yeah. it can work. So now just imagine you overtake something from somebody who is very isolated, very uh, losing every time everything, and you overtaking that part in order to bring it into a balance in your family system, you're gonna to start to be isolated. You're gonna to start to be, to lose every success. You're gonna go through hell in life actually, but you cannot solve it because it's not your pen. Yeah. So the only thing you can do is you can give back that pen to the origin. And that is something you do mentally. And there are specific um, settings. You do that specific systems. You do that and then It's done. And the cool thing is, from that moment on, you can live your own life. You're not anymore living that. And the thing is, the most people who are working with the systemic uh, systems and entanglement, they say it's like a um, a negative approach. Like, you dare to take things in order to balance, because it's actually an an overestimation of your abilities, right? But I say no, you do it because of love.
0: Yeah, because it's family.
1: Yes, you do it from the bottom of your heart with love and gratefulness and gratitude. Mm. Because you're you're so thankful for the gift of life that you're ready to give your life in order to balance.
0: Yeah.
1: But you don't know at that time because you're just a child, at that time you don't know that you cannot open that pen that you cannot balance so you double the disbalance and latest when people start to understand they double the disbalance in order uh, instead of balancing it then they can let it go and that is untangling your life map so when these things are done then you're free and now happens the so-called magic. Because in that moment, nothing is holding you back anymore. You're not anymore entangled in something with your system you don't belong. Then you're pure yourself, and you're free to take any decision you want. And then you're ready to be able to manifest your genius.
0: Beautiful. And that's, I'm guessing, where people can start to see genuinely or authentically who they are and who they want to become and build from there
1: absolutely absolutely in that moment sometimes it happens also that they say now i'm i feel it but i have no clue what i want to do Mm -hmm. (laughs) that can happen but if this happens that they don't know what to do then there is a possibility to go the journey to find your own higher purpose and I, I specifically say higher purpose because purposes we have a lot throughout life um, as a child we have the purpose to play we have the purpose to be children and with the time we are maybe brothers or sisters and then we have the purpose to take care of our brothers and sisters and then we become um, young adults we have the purpose to to learn a job we have the purpose to do a job we have to do maybe different jobs if you look nowadays if somebody finishes a job as a, finishes the apprenticeship, normally up to six to eight different jobs he will have until he retires so there will be different many 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 different purposes
0: yeah
1: but the higher do you still hear me
0: yeah perfectly
1: now i now i guess we are connected again yes. until where did you hear it
0: all of it the higher all of it was the last thing oh wonderful
1: okay yes and the higher purpose is that that thing which is really your calling. That is the thing you're born for. And there is a saying that says there's nothing more powerful than an idea. It's moment has come.
0: Absolutely.
1: And that is when the higher purpose strikes in. And that is what happened to me when I had to say, I have even to leave the, the, People I love, I have to leave them because they left me. It was their decision. They could not follow me, but I had to go that pathway because the idea came and its time came. And so I had to follow. So that is what is higher purpose.
0: Let's jump into now number four, tapping into the spiritual awareness that you mentioned. And I know you said that might not be for everyone. However, for those that are watching or listening and are curious about it, How can they gain more information about that extra layer of clarity?
1: The spiritual consciousness? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Actually, one of my favorites, because when you take the Muscle of Pyramid, Mm -hmm. then you have actually self-actualization at the end, right? In the peak. And connection you have in the third place somewhere in the middle. Yep. And then it goes down to the physical needs in the (laughs) basin. So now take this muscle of pyramid and set it a head over. What's happening? Self-actualization comes first, right? Yes. And you know what? From then, everything falls in place. Mm. That's the mystical part in it. And that is why it's still a mystical part. Because in fact, spiritual consciousness is a very real thing. Yeah. Um, When you... When you tap into spiritual consciousness, which is actually understanding the laws of our reality, understanding the laws of our reality and how it works, and understanding how to apply these laws in order to create the reality you want. That is spiritual consciousness. That's
0: spiritual consciousness, also known as um, um, the the same concept that a lot of people are talking about um the sense of abundance the sense of uh this the the power of now the secret and and all of those messages around actualizing your reality um is that correct
1: these are the rules i mean the power of now is the rule of our reality yeah i mean the power of now is actually an, an statement but um um the now, that the rule, nothing happens in the future, nothing happens in the past, although we experience it like that. But in fact, it happens all now, the same time, all the time. So everything happens the same time. It's a bit um, it mind mind freaking in the <laughs> beginning. Yes. <laughs> But to understand that time is just a construct, I mean, if you follow yeah. Einstein, if you follow if you have quantum physics, when we understand these concepts and we understand time is just a concept.
0: Yeah. And this
1: concept, this concept holds us in, in, in barriers we can actually break through. Yeah. And when we understand how we can break through these barriers, and I guess that would break now definitely the time from today. But if we understand how to break through time, then we start to understand that everything happens the same time. And when we understand this, then we understand why the power of now and living in the now, what is exactly meant with that. And that is one of the rules of our reality. And yes, all these concepts are actually either a bit hidden or very clear stated um, statements about the laws of this reality like the law of reciprocity etc there are many the law of attraction I mean yeah. the the secret is just a movie I mean exactly. I don't deprecate it but it's just it's just a part of the whole thing. Yeah. And uh, when you follow a bit Bob Proctor, um, then you know he went also towards the law of vibration because he started mm-hmm. to realize, oops, yeah. there is a bit more than attraction, there's vibration. Everything is vibration, everything moves in waves, etc." cetera, then we come back to quantum physics. Yep. And then we are far away from the initial state of the secret, but, and there is what I want to defend also a bit, the secret, um, it was a good initiation to start a discussion global-wide for those things are actually making our reality and for that I love it
0: yeah I agree so let's go to the title (laughs) the title we haven't really we've we've hinted we've laid planted seeds but laid the foundation but we haven't really explained why the title so the title for today is is it the red pill the blue pill or was it the green one and which color is, is yours? Let's talk about that a little bit and how this amazing code of self-transformation ties into it.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, when we, when we have this, this concept of green or red pill, then you have the choice, right?
0: <laughs> we believe so, yes.
1: Either or, <laughs> either yeah. or. And um, if you take the one It leads you here and if you take the other it leads you there so here is already the decision is actually the the secret in it and it doesn't mean that the red pill is the right one but it doesn't mean it's the wrong one either and it doesn't mean that the green pill is the right one and it doesn't mean it's the wrong one either that is why the question is and what is yours Mm So, what is your pill you take and which pathway you take with it? You can explain that now very spiritual. We can tap and continue in the spiritual consciousness, explaining it all that way. Or we can go and say we explain it more functional in um, what we have done actually, how, how you get from A to B, from decision to decision, and that you're always part of the whole game you experience. Yeah. I mean, we can, we can tap it from all different angles and aspects they exist and there exists actually an infinite or an unlimited um, amount of angles and perspectives. Yeah. Because everything is in the now we said and if everything is in the now everything exists even if we believe we invented it right now. <laughs> okay. So also the self-transformation code was nothing new as such it's just I downloaded it from the now and it Became visual, it became visible, and it became um, impactful because it started to impact people's lives as it did also mine. Yeah. So um, which pill you choose is not so much about the pill itself, it's way more the intention you have behind and the intention where you want to go. I would say that is how it ties together with the self-transformation code. It um, is what it is about these different colors: why uh, red, blue, or was it the green? I mean, honest. Uh, when we when we look the the movie Matrix, um, Neo has to swallow the one and then palm all these hoses, spin off his body, and he flushes down there into this yeah. ugly um, reality he suddenly is in, which is n- nothing else than a metaphor of an existence. Yeah, and I guess. That is what brings me so close also to this title or close with this title. Everything you decide is nothing else than a metaphor for your existence. And you choose which metaphor you live.
0: So regardless of what pill, quote unquote, we're using uh, to take what decisions we make, alters our reality and creates the cause and effect and impacts the outcome of our present, of our now. What advice do you have for our viewers and our listeners regarding how to make the best decision possible in the present moment with whatever information that they're given or that they've collected at the time?
1: Hmm. That's a deep one. When you, when you, First of all, you have to come into the now.
0: <laughs> Fair enough.
1: So that, yeah. Wait, hold on. That's not not for everyone so easy. Yes. Many people are either hanging a bit in the past or are attracted to the future and they miss the now. Although the now passes by. Somehow they don't see it. The metaphor for this would be you sit in a car, a powerful one. You drive 280 over the highway. And I mean 280 kilometers per hour. Yes. Fast, you know, almost like a race car. Yes. You see about, let's say, 100, maybe 200 meters in front of you. And you see in your mind where you want to go because you look at the shields, ah, now I have to leave or I have still to stay, but you don't see the flowers and the grass and the beauty at the side of the road. And that is the now, which is whew, rushing by, when you're focused on the future where you go, when you're focused on the close future where you soon will be, and sometimes you look in the back mirror, who is following you? Yeah. or look in the back mirror who you have left because you were faster. <laughs> so that is, that is the metaphor for many people, how they live. Yeah. They sit in their, in their body. They, they live in their body, focused on the future, the closer future that they don't bump into something. And sometimes they look in the back mirror who they have left behind. Yeah. But they don't perceive what's actually right now next to them. And if you're honest, you who are listening right now, here, you sit somewhere, maybe you sit in the place you have sat already 100 million times, but have you experienced your now where you sit right now, right now? Is there any difference, maybe? Is there anything that just smells different, looks different, is added or is missing? Did you really perceive your now right now? No, you were listening and you were following my pictures, which was drifting you away from your now. So take a moment and just look around you. Is there anything you would say, I love it so much, I will never miss it. Is there anything you would say, huh, from this I could get rid of now because I don't need it anymore. And there you create the space of now. So that is the first state you have to get into, into the now. (laughs) So now you're here in the now. And now you must give me again the question because I was so fascinated about the now that I forgot your question. No worries.
0: So now that our viewers and our listeners are creating the space of the now, how do they make the best decision possible with the knowledge that they've been given
1: or achieved? Okay, got it. Now you are in the now. And I said already, have you seen something you would never ever want to miss and have you seen something you don't need anymore and that is already the first point for a decision yeah decide this thing you don't need anymore give it to somebody who need it now Mm -hmm. if it's trash of course give it back to recycle then the recycle station needs it now yeah So, and if there is something you love you don't want to miss, then start to worship it. Worship it in the sense of care of it. Mm. And if you go through life in the now, constantly feeling and perceiving, what do I not need anymore? I don't need it anymore. I give it to somebody who needs it now. And what do I love and never want to miss? And this I care. Then you take always the right decision.
0: Beautiful. Thank you for that. Um, it allows us to see the now from a completely different perspective. And just to build into the, the title, the red pill, the blue pill or the green pill and what color um, is yours. If we were to take uh, the, the red pill as being the now and the blue pill as being the past, the green pill being the future. The now is all that we have in our hands if everything is happening at the same time as you, were, you were mentioned. So the color then becomes the red one, just hinting at what color you should choose. Um. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there I would like to add something. Yes, please. Actually in that second, you understood that the red pill is the now, for example. Yes. If that is so, and we understood the red pill is the now, then you have the other pills in any color always in your hand. Exactly. And that's the power of choice. Yes.
0: Absolutely. So before we wrap up, I want to leave our viewers with this thought, um, this advice that I constantly give uh, my clients. When being that, let me, let me preface it first, being that the majority of uh, our viewers are men, regardless of what pill you choose, and we say that previously in jest, but also with some sensibility of reality, choosing the now is the most valuable decision to make because when you're in the now, as you said beautifully, Martin, you're present, you're conscious, you're aware and you're actively creating the space for the present to take place. So with that said, as we're entering the holiday season, as there may be bumps or boulders in the road of this holiday season, consider thinking about the future in this way, your future as in your future now. Don't be the man that others want you to be. Be the man you always dreamed of being. Step into that space and claim it. And just for the purposes of of our conversation, claim it now. Because when we're in the now, as you said beautifully, Martin, we're in the moment of choice, we're in the moment of clarity, we're in the moment of consciousness, and we're in the moment of possibility. And that possibility is ours to claim. Mm -hmm. What advice would you like to share with our viewers how to survive and thrive during this challenging year and holiday season?
1: First of all, I just want to emphasize that what you just said, because be the man you are. yeah, And do what you have to do. If it is going to the woods and breaking some wood, go for it do it if you know need to go to a pond to fish go and fish important is connect with yourself
0: yeah
1: understand yourself love what you understand because that is what you have that is what you got and then do what you have to do and do it with passion that's yep. what i can say because that's liberating over everything
0: it's, it's owning, claiming, and accepting oneself. Yeah. And what more can we do with this vehicle of a body that we've been given and a soul that ha- that enters it and allows us to manifest our dreams through it? So manifest and create the now for yourself. Thank you so much, Martin. Uh, it has been a pleasure. I look forward to having you again and again and again, if you would grant us that that.
1: Gladly would, and thank you so much. It was a wonderful conversation, and likewise, I love always to have these conversations, especially with you. Thank and, you. Um, I'm happy when the audience is happy to get something inspiring. Um, I already, I'm already honored and very happy about that.
0: Thank you, Martin. I really appreciate it. Don't forget to join us on our next episode of uh, our Genuine Men's Zoom Lives. We have ended our season one of the Genuine Men's Chat show and podcast. We have started Awoken Men, uh, the the show, and um, have already started our Awoken Bloke podcast. So check us out and uh, share, like, and follow us on YouTube, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. Join our Facebook group to join other men in the discussion. Remember our motto in 2020 is many men, many conversations. Don't hesitate to follow us into 2021 with our theme fatherhood, fathers and daughters and fathers and sons. Have you taken your seat at the table yet? See you next time.